0: This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, he said in John fourteen, "My peace I give you. My peace I, I leave you. I don't give as the world as the world gives, but it's real. I really do give you my peace. But you you find it in me. You find it in Jesus, and and we find Jesus through prayer. I mean, that's the reality. We find peace through Jesus. We find
1: Jesus through prayer." Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsome, a podcast ministry of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and I'll be hosting a conversation with Pastor Christian today. And uh, we'll be discussing his second message in our current series called "Dear God." In this series, we're learning more about prayer and learning how to talk to God. But before we jump into the conversation today, I would love to encourage you to help us spread the word out about this podcast. One very specific way to share, uh, to to help us spread the word, is to really share this with your friends on social media. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast right now. you found it to be helpful for you and your spiritual journey. Consider helping someone else on their spiritual journey by sharing this resource with them. Help us get the word out about Activate. Well, Pastor Christian, last week we launched our 21 Days of Prayer at Journey. Hundreds of individuals are waking up just a little bit earlier in the morning to join us in prayer, either at Journey or online. There's just something really special that happens when the church joins together and prays. Would you mind commenting on the first week of our 21 Days of Prayer and then sharing why corporate
0: prayer really touches the heart of god yes yeah, so it's it's been incredible to watch our people start their year uh, with prayer you know we have monday morning prayer every monday at 6 a.m we started that last fall uh, so we've we've kind of hopefully built into the dna of our soul this thought of pray first right like I'm, I'm wearing a band on my wrist today that says pray first so this thought of monday morning prayer is hey before before you live any of your week give it to God first. Uh, and, and the thought of 21 days of prayer in January is, hey, before, before we embark on the year, before we, we really jump into 2020, um, let's, let's give it to God. And we've had nearly 500 people between the people who are here and those who are with us online live. Nearly 500 people, um, praying together every morning at 6 a.m. Uh, we're through four days. We've got 17 more, six to 7 a.m., Monday through Friday, nine to 10 a.m., on Saturday Sunday morning um during church uh, and and for me um you know I I told our our team on uh, Monday morning as we were praying for me here's here's what I feel like it does f- for our church 2nd Chronicles 16:9 says the eyes of the Lord range to and fro throughout the entire earth seeking to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him and the reality was the first 21 days or or really no 21-day period in 2019, in January, uh, if God was scrolling across the globe at 6 a.m., um, would he have seen people in our church praying? Um, it doesn't mean he doesn't love us. doesn't mean he doesn't care about us. Um, but there, we had, we had not opened the portal of blessing that he told us we could through prayer. And this year, these first 21 days, uh, as the eyes of God range all over the earth and they, and they go over Lee Summit, uh, from 6 to 7 a.m. between January 25th, um, and Jan, between January 5th and January 25th, um, there's a light on now. There's a, um, there's, there's like a, there's a big X saying, hey, here, God is where we want you to, to pour your strength because our hearts are fully committed to you. And there, there there's just something special about corporate prayer all through scripture, um, from Ezra calling the people of Israel back to pray to David and Solomon, Calling the the people of Israel to pray uh, to to the disciples in Acts chapter two, waiting and praying together for the Spirit of God to be poured out. There's just something special um, when when people pray and when people pray together. I, I think it's just uh, to to me it is a worship service that is individual and intentional, right? Like when we sing a worship song we're pro- we're all singing the same words that probably someone else has written. All worship songs are really prayers. But corporate prayer is if you hear it as a song, um you know in in our auditorium on Monday morning is 300 voices being lifted at once. I mean, they're singing their song, but their song is their song. It's their heart. It's their needs. It's their praise. It's their adoration. It's their confession. It's their thanksgiving. It's their supplication um, all at the same time. So it's almost like uh, a group of people that has individually, intentionally um, written their worship song, and we're offering them all to God together and asking as he looks at earth for him to see our hearts committed to him and to give us strength.
1: Well, it has been a powerful experience already, and uh, like you said, we look forward to 17 17- more days of that. Well, let's talk about your message a little bit more. Last week's message was titled, When You Pray. This week's message is entitled, When You Don't Pray. So um, you, to this week, unpack two very specific things that we miss out on when when we fail to pray or when prayer is absent in our lives. The first is wisdom. Um, when we fail to pray, we miss out on wisdom. When we don't pray, we lack God's wisdom. So the reality is we need more of God's wisdom in our lives uh, for the business person, for the parent, for the high school or college student, for the construction worker, you name it. Practically, how should we incorporate asking God for wisdom into our day-to-day decision making? Or maybe let me ask it this way, Pastor Christian, what kind of daily decisions do you use prayer or
0: a prayer for wisdom? What kind of decisions do you use? So I would I would say it this way. So James tells us in James chapter one, if any man lacks wisdom let, wisdom, let him ask of God, um, who gives generously to all without finding fault. So James says, listen, if you if you don't know what to do, if you're lacking practical wisdom, you need to ask God. I think as we pray for wisdom specifically, we're asking God for two things. Uh, One, we're asking God sometimes for results. Um, God, I need to make a decision. Help me understand the result of this decision. The second thing that I, that I pray for when I pray for God's wisdom is reaction. Meaning, um, God, this happened, and because I believe you're sovereign, I don't think anything happens that you're not aware of that you can't use in my life some way. So wisdom says, I can trust you with this, even though I, I didn't anticipate this. I could trust you with this. So for me, praying for wisdom is, is two things. Um, there are times where I say, God, I've got, I've got decision A or decision B. And I need you to help me with that this day, this week, this month, this year. There are other times where when I'm praying for wisdom, I'm going to pray, God, um, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then help me to trust that even what I don't see, um, help me to trust that that is your will uh, and give me give me the wisdom of trusting that you're good, that you care. Um, that things are going to work out okay. So for me, it's sometimes it's asking for a result. Sometimes it's asking God to shape my reaction uh, for a healthy result. To to trust what is in what is indeed happening when a decision seems to have been taken out of my hands. Uh, how how does this look? For me on a daily basis um, So I i mean I every day As I did this morning I will end my prayer Praying over my calendar I mean I, I have my calendar In front of me So I prayed for our podcast today So you know As I'm praying Lord I'm getting ready To get up off my knees Here's everything That I'm going to be doing today I'm going to get up And I'm going to lead In corporate prayer After I lead in corporate prayer I've got to connect With a few people After I connect With a few people um, God I'm going to go to the gym I'm going to listen To a few messages Then I've got staff meeting um, After staff meeting I have a phone call After a phone call I've got to do this And i got the podcast Then I've got dinner tonight Lord in all of these things Be with me Give me your clarity Give me your spirit um, Help me to know what to say Help me to know what not to say Really it's, in, it's inviting God Into that process And surrendering it To him ahead of time And just saying Hey I want you to be there And, and part of Really beginning to receive God's wisdom is just understanding um, that God's presence is with is with you in all of those things. Um, And in a very powerful and real way, just trying to realize in every area and every question and every action and every reaction, um, God's spirit is there. And at the end of the day, believing, okay, God, according to Psalm 139, this day was written in my book before it came to be. It's the way it was supposed to be. So now help me understand how to process everything that happened. And there's a lot of times where I pray, Lord, uh, I got to decide between option A and option B. I'm not sure which one's going to be right, but regardless of what I do, use it in this way. Use it to make me more like you. We said in week one, we thank God for the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is easy to thank you for. Hey, Lord, thanks. That was great. The bad is harder, but we can still say, all right, Lord, um, I'm grateful for that because that taught me, hey, that's the wrong decision, and don't ever do that again. So now I have your wisdom. From doing the wrong thing, uh, of what to do right next time. So it, it's it's really just inviting God into the process. And if there is a specific decision, I, I mean, I'll really drill down beyond prayer. Now, um, okay, I really need to make a hard decision. Between A and B I'm going to pray every day God give me wisdom I'm going to study the word Every day And say God help me understand What your word says about this I'm, I'm going to talk to my small group I'm going to talk to My spiritual mentor I mean if there's really a choice Between A and B I'm going to pray about it I'm going to seek God's wisdom Through his word I'm going to seek God's wisdom Through his people And I'm going to I'm going to lay out a process Sometimes I'm even going to Lay out fleeces God if you want this door to close Close it Let me know that God if you want me to do this Let this happen And I'll take the very next step forward, but just inviting God into the process and believing that he's going to be there is a huge step um, in trying to live by God's wisdom instead of your own. You know, right before the podcast, we were talking about what's going on in
1: Iran and everything that's taken place between our relationship with them and the United States. And and uh, this leads us to great transition to question number three, With with all that's going on in the world today, there's no question that we need more peace in our lives and when we don't pray we we miss out on God's peace. So what is it
0: about prayer that allows us to experience more peace? I think it's the same thing. I think it's the presence more than the prayer. I just think it's the continual reminder Jesus is there. He cares, he listens, he's in charge. His plans are good. The outcome of bad things become good. Uh, one day in eternity, everything that's bad will be undone. Everything that God has created for His purposes will finally flourish. I think it's I think it's all of those things. In Luke eighteen one, it says Jesus taught His disciples a parable that they should always pray and not lose heart. And that word lose heart literally means give up. That they should not get to the point where they think it's just not worth it anymore. I just can't trust it anymore. I don't have any peace anymore. Uh, and Jesus said, listen, so that you don't get there, so that you always have hope, so that you always have peace, you you need to know you always have me. He said in John 14, my peace I give you, my peace I, I leave you. I don't give as the, world, as the world gives, but it's real. I really do give you my peace, but you you find it In me you find it in jesus and and we find jesus through prayer i mean that's the reality we find Peace through jesus we find jesus through prayer through prayer and through the word that's that's Where we find jesus uh remember we said jesus says i have peace come and get it the way we come and Get it is through prayer that's how that's how we approach jesus that's how we spend time with jesus Such a great reminder well, last question for today, Pastor Christian. I'd like to spend just a
1: few moments on this one. In your message, you impact Matthew chapter 7, um, verses 7 and 8. I want to read these out loud. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'd love to... Uh, talk about it in the context of prayer It says I ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for who everyone who asks receives for one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be open. These are the words of Jesus. Uh, perhaps there's someone listening right now who's given up on prayer. When they hear these words from Jesus, they become uneasy, they become frustrated, maybe they even get a little bit angry. They've asked, they've sought, they've knocked, and yet they feel like God has not answered them, so they've saved, they've stopped praying. How, how can a person experience peace and hope when they feel like God's... Not
0: answering their prayers. So it's a it's an interesting question. Uh, I was in Chicago over Christmas break, spending some time with my folks who lived just south of Chicago. Uh, I ended up in some little bookstore in in Wicker Park. Uh, my kids were doing some shopping. Christian was at the Adidas store. I think Casey was somewhere, and Danielle had to use a bathroom. And the only place there was like a public bathroom was in was in this bookstore coffee shop. I mean, if you can picture, right? Big big city trendy. Um, you know, bookstore, coffee shop, almost like the old You Got Mail, but, you know, a store from Sleepless in Seattle or whatever, um, th- that was. So we go into this store and Daniel, and, and they say you have to, you have to buy something to use the bathroom. So I said, I'll, I'll buy a book. So I'm looking at, so I go to the religious section of books, right? And this is, I mean, very, very trendy, very upscale, um, a, a lot of very progressive, um, and, and multi, religious worldview books in their religious section. And and one of them um, was a book written basically trying to undo Christianity. I mean, but really just some a, a very crude take on Christianity. I thought this is really interesting. So I started reading it and I turned on the back to the cover and I thought, Man, I want to know a little bit about this author. This author um, raised in a traditional Christian home, um, all her life had a relative who was an alcoholic who she prayed for years would be delivered from alcoholism. He wasn't, he died. She said, prayer must not work. I'm out. So she's she's now a renowned atheist author convincing everyone else. God isn't real because my prayers weren't answered. I mean, wow. it's, it's your question, right? So that's the question. Yeah. This is, this is the question. So we're not, we're not just philosophically making things up. This is real. This happens. Uh, one, I would say this. If you've been praying for something and it has not happened or the opposite has happened, one, I'm terribly sorry because I can't imagine how much your heart hurts or how much your heart is confused or how much your heart misunderstands things but i would say this when circumstances don't change just through the lens of prayer when circumstances don't change prayer should prayer should not stop but prayer should change um so I, i'm so i'm going to i'm going to take the uh, a- example of this author right so i'm i'm praying for years that my alcoholic uncle is delivered from his alcoholism and then he's not I don't I I see that very clearly as that prayer was not answered for me, but now I'm going to change the prayer. I'm going to say, God, how can you use that uh, that desire in my life, that heartache in my life, that heart for people to now help somebody else? Who is struggling with alcoholism or in my own life to become an advocate to make sure that I keep really clear boundaries on things that could cause me to have addictive behavior. How could I how could I use that heartache and what I've learned in my life God to press into you and to say I don't understand but I'm going to trust and to press into others and say my, my God did not use my prayers to save my uncle but he used my prayers to change my heart to save you. You, there's somebody out there um, that God is going to change my heart towards so that I can go help them. So sometimes the the prayers change. We don't, we don't think God doesn't hear, God doesn't care, but we certainly think this isn't going the way that I thought it was going to go. God must have a different plan. I'm learning a lot through this. I'm spending a lot of time with God because of this. And I just got to, I got to figure out now how to take the heart of God and the things I don't understand i 've got to let what I do understand um, be bigger in my faith life than what i don 't understand and i 've got to go try to serve somebody else with that desire in my heart which was to see someone delivered from addiction i 've got to figure out where else that 's going to happen but brandon i mean that's, that's really that 's really difficult to turn to turn your prayer uh, and if there was ever anyone who prayed a prayer that wasn 't answered, who should have given up it was Jesus. Because the night before he was crucified he he asked god could "Could we not do this? Could this not happen um, My prayer would would be to not have to go through with this however i don't want my will I want yours because i don't i don't understand everything like you do and when we pray we need we need to pray with our will, we need to pray with our heart, we need to pray god 's word, we need to pray um, you know, all, all the things we understand, we, we need to pray. But at the end of those prayers, we need to say, and God, because I am not aware of everything that you are, I ultimately pray your will be done. Um, Tim Keller said we would always ask for God to answer prayers the exact way he answers them. If we knew everything that God knew about the situation, we would pray every prayer uh, we would ask God to answer every prayer the exact way He answers every prayer. If we knew everything about every situation that God does, we don't. So that's where trust has to come in. And, and we talked at our Christmas services. It's it's faith. There is there. Listen, there's no prayer with faith or without faith. Uh, you know, I mean, we're we just talking to a seat back. We just making stuff up. We talking to an imaginary friend. P- prayer prayer is a faith thing to even pray. So, so at some point you have to believe the answers or the lack of answers or the different answers or the delayed answers to prayer in faith are going to be okay as well. Ultimately, it comes to trusting the heart of God. And we said early um, early in the prayer series or maybe in the 21 days of prayer, when you talk about prayer for 21 days in a row, you can't remember which message is which. But we said ultimately prayer is not to um, get things from God to change God's heart, to get things from him. Prayer is to change our hearts so that God can have more of us. And if we start with the basis of, I pray because I need things from God, you will always be disappointed. But if we begin with the process of, I pray because God needs more of me and I need more of him and prayer makes me more like him. It helps me understand more things like him. It just helps me spend more time with him. Um, then prayer is worth it. And even unanswered, delayed answers, different answers, uh, prayers, even all of those have allowed me to live more in the presence of God. And they've allowed, they've allowed and sometimes forced my faith to grow, to grow bigger. Well, Pastor Christian, I so appreciate your wisdom today and
1: the challenge to not only be people that pray, but to be people that have an active thriving prayer life. So thank you for that today. And I,
0: and let's say this too cuz you you have I know we're we're running long, yeah. but you've got this question. How how would I challenge an individual who's given up on prayer right. to begin again? I I would challenge them to be, to join our 21 days of prayer movement um, and just just to begin to talk to God about their disappointment in prayer. Like God's a big boy. He's not going to get his feelings hurt for the next 21 days. Just tell God how disappointed you've been, how disheartened you've been, how let down you've been, and ask God what in the world he's trying to do with your heart through all of that disappointment, but then stop and listen and see what God says. I would say begin praying again, pray in your anguish, pray in your anger, pray in your angst, pray honestly, but then when you're done, stop and listen to the answer. And see what God has to say to you. I think you'll be surprised at how the arms of God gently come around you, like the hug of a of a gentle grandfather or grandmother that uh, that makes everything okay when you when you stub your toe when you're a little kid.
1: We want to thank you for listening today as well. Don't forget, if you do not live in the Kansas City area and you want to be involved in the 21 Days of Prayer, we we live stream the experience every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time and 9 a.m. on Saturdays through our Facebook page and our website that you can find us at at takethejourney.cc. And if you're listening to this podcast and you live in or around the Lee Summit area, I can't stress how important it would be for you to come and be a part of what's happening here at Journey in our in our weekday morning prayer experiences and on Saturdays as well. It's really special and it's a tremendous way to start off your day. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active.
0: Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.